Hey there, Brianne here, and welcome to another episode of the People Engineer Podcast. First and foremost, kind of just put it out there, I'm going to ask for your grace, for grace of myself. Um, if you hear a couple sniffles here and there, I just had a whole cry session of pouring my heart and soul out in uh, the form of my own emotions. So I figured what a better time, no better time than now, to uh, actually talk about the existential crisis um, that kind of launched my self-discovery. Um, what's kind of crazy is about a few months ago, actually almost a year now, wow, um, I read a book called The 12 Rules of Life uh, by Jordan B. Peterson, and it really just kind of changed how I thought about things. Um, I've kind of been on this self-discovery um, journey, which I don't even like the journey board, but, you know, uh, just kind of on this path, on this adventure, um, and I've had run into so many different, again, books or philosophies, ideas, you know, people, teachers, guidance, um, but this book really kind of put things in perspective for me, so I'll go ahead and link it in the notes if you'd like to read it or even just check out the 12 rules. Um, it, it just really opened my eyes, uh, but in doing so, I kind of learned, you know, that we are complex creatures. Uh, that was one of the biggest things that kind of just really struck a chord with me is we really need to learn to give ourselves more grace. You know, and we have such high expectations and we're our worst critic. Um, when in reality, you know, like we are complex, like we need to take time to learn and observe ourselves and our behaviors or even question why it is that we do and um, really understand our own motives because, you know, we're growing, moving, evolving creatures. And uh, I don't know, like I said, this this kind of place where I'm at warranted, you know, I think this is perfect to be my next uh, podcast episode, um, especially because after the week I've had. So um, a little going off script uh, behind the scenes, I guess a little bit uh, of I usually kind of just write out ideas, things, um, you know, I obviously want to focus on life, career and growth, you know, through this podcast and sharing my own experiences as well as those of others. Uh, but this week really just, man, man, it was a uh, Kind of left me a little speechless, actually. Again, hence the whole kind of just crying session I, I wrapped up. But uh, this week was really uh, overall just my whole life wrapped up in probably five, six days. Um, I'm going to go over the first, I guess, or the last five days uh, up until uh, yesterday or today. But um, day one, I guess I'll just kind of give an overview of, um, you know, I was on it. I was just doing work, you know, go, go, go. That was Monday, um, you know, what kind of fleshed out all the things that needed to be done and that were overdue and you know just at least a brainstorming session and okay these are the things like need to go attack you know ready go um and they need to be like done asap right you know for work and things even like my personal like you know i need to follow up and i need to check on my you know my mri results and again like everything just it had a plan um and then day two you know so okay like i'm a little tired but like i gotta push through you know we gotta keep going um and then an emergency came up so that was emotionally draining um, on top of, you know, the other things I had. I think I at least had five big projects for work and then, you know, three personal things. Uh, one, you know, being I needed to pick the venue and I needed to follow up with people. And again, the MRI follow up and I, I it would just it became like, OK, like I have a plan. I just got to work, you know, plan my work, work my plan. But I'm exhausted. Um, and then this emergency on top of it. Right. It was like a big red flag. I could like hear sirens. You know, my heart rate went through the roof. <laughs> Um, but I didn't lose my cool. I was just like, okay, like, you know, what can I do? Who do I need to meet? Who do I need to talk to? Um, so by the end of day two, uh, there was actually an event and I'll talk about the event a little bit, but, um, I was just emotionally draining and, uh, I was emotionally drained, um, again from the day. So I was like, you know what? I need a distraction. 
um, sure, I'll go to this event. Uh, day three, I mean, I was running on fumes. It was painful to be awake. My brain was a complete mush. I mean, I say like it was like mashed potatoes. Um, I couldn't put words together. <laughs> I was having like incoherent thoughts. Um, and yet I was still again, you know, day one and day two. I mean, that was really demanding. I had this emergency on top of all these major projects and things. And like, it was just like a whirlwind. Um, and then day four was nonstop travel. Uh, I literally flew across the country from LA, then LA over in Phoenix. And then Phoenix, I had just enough time to go to the bathroom, eat lunch, and then get on another plane, um, you know, all the way to DC. I didn't land until like 9.30 at night. Um, it took me a while to get a car, finally got to my hotel, passed out, woke up at uh, six to get ready to be at an event, well, actually 5.30, to be at an event at seven, 7.30. Um, so it was just like an absolute whirlwind. And then day five was the conference, you know, and, and granted I was present and it was kind of like, okay, like I'm here, I made it, you know, it's Friday, like I'm doing the things I love to do. I'm learning, you know, I'm at the job of my dreams. I'm here having the opportunity to, you know, learn from others and I mean, just collaborate, which is my, you know, my bread and butter. That's where I just thrive and survive and that's my, my everything. So um, even at that conference though, you know, here I was to learn and, you know, pick up best practices. Uh, and what it ended up being was actual reassurance, you know, that everything that I'm doing, I'm on the right path, like I'm doing the right things. Um, and funny enough, even more so, I'm actually ahead of the curve. Um, hearing people give these presentations and, you know, sharing their best practices and what they had discovered or, um, you know, their new efforts, their new initiatives and what they're seeing is so promising. Um, it's actually everything I've had probably since like the first two, three weeks on, on my, on, of the job. I was like, okay, this is, you know, my assessment. This is my plan. This is my plan of action. This is what I see, um, you know, as, as a need. And, um, you know, this is kind of my idea, right, based on the needs and the wants and my own experience and having conversations, um, you know, with, with just people and our members and our customers, like this is the need I see. And I, you know, orchestrated a whole framework and I submitted it for as a proposal and I've had, you know, multiple conversations and I presented it to senior management and they were like, yeah, this is great and all, but you know, we got like little things or big things currently in front of us, like we have to, you know, sort out with first, which is fine, you know, it's kind of how business works. Um, but it was just really funny because here I went to this event and this conference, and granted, it was still 100% valuable, making connections, you know, kind of building my own tribe, uh, meeting my peers, other people that are doing what I'm doing. Um, but I was looking and needing some type of validation of, you know, maybe I'm, you know, full of crap. Maybe I'm just full of it, right? I'm, I, I don't have no idea what I'm thinking or what I'm doing, or is this even right? Is this even like, you know, um, what the industry sees? Um, or, or, you know, maybe I'm thinking all the things that people have already done and didn't work out. Um, and sure enough, you know, I went and, and my thoughts were the best in the room. I was like consulting and helping people, um, you know, just with having like uh, side conversations or, um, you know, during the networking session or, you know, in between breaks and standing in line in the bathroom. I mean, just, I felt so, I can't even put it into words, but I mean, I went looking for validation and seeking the need to like be told like, oh yeah, you're doing the right thing or oh yeah, you're on the right path. When in reality, I was so ahead of the curve. Like I was, you know, innovating and, and already just my thought process and the way that I think and my experience and what I brought to the table you know, was just huge for these people, even so much that, you know, the conference attend uh, um, hosts, both of them actually, their husband and wife duo, were like, yeah, we'd love for you to actually come and help us present or like host a workshop next year. Uh, and this is my first time attending this type of thing. So it's that type of stuff where again, like 
I feel again this whole ex existential crisis like why am I here what's my purpose this again whole route of self-discovery um, really just kind of showed itself to me um, and I know I just took about seven eight minutes to give the whole just overview uh, but I want to kind of dive in so if, if you're willing to kind of um, be with me and hear me out I'd like to kind of just share uh, what all again each of those days and even deeper parts of those, again, just my last five days of my life have been. Um, and so first and foremost, I think that, that day two, right, day one is like on it, like grind, do it. You know, that's kind of what I share here on Instagram, what I talk about. Um, and so it's kind of crazy because the personal development event, you know, my boss offered, you know, we, we, go, we go into LA once a month and she had said, you know, like, hey, anyone who wants to go, it's like a great a personal development. It's a speaker. She's doing like a book tour. She's coming out with new books. Really great. Blah, blah. And for the most part, like I'm totally on the same page as her. We follow the same people. We nerd out about the same podcast and books. And, you know, like she's my, you know, soul sister on so many levels. Uh, but for whatever reason, I was like, no, you know what? I'm tired. You know, it was a month out when I think she asked. And I was like, you know, I'm, I've been traveling. I need to just like take time. So I never replied. Um, and funny enough, afterwards, she told me, yeah, I thought it was weird you didn't reply, but I wanted, you know, respect. And I asked a couple times and you said you didn't, you know, you never replied. So I figured, you know, I just kind of leave it be. Um, and so I wasn't planning on going. Like, I wasn't going to go. I needed to sleep. I was tired. And, you know, I just, I needed, I knew what I needed or so I thought. <laughs> um, so as I mentioned earlier, right, day two, I just needed a break. Uh, I needed a distraction, something, anything. So by the end of the day, you know, my boss and everyone else was going and she's like, yeah, you know, I still got extra tickets. I was like, you know what, I'll go. Like, I, I, I need to go. Like, I just, I need to not go home and think about all this. I need to not go back to the hotel and, you know, work on all these craziness. Like, I just need a break. Um, and so I went. Um, and funny enough, it, at the end of the day, my moral of the story was, you know, for me, I'm a very uh, spiritual person, so, uh, you know, I will talk about that being religious, and um, I feel like I've always tried to hide myself, um, whether it be like pushing myself away, um, shaming myself, continuing to, you know, um, be prideful or my ego, um, whatever it form it's in, I feel like there's, I've always tried to hide myself, and yet God finds me exactly where I'm at um, and pulls me in, and so... Uh, for me, I'll, I'll probably do a whole nother podcast about that entire event because just the experience um, was really moving. Um, I'm actually being brought to tears again, not just thinking about it, but it was just like everything I needed. Um, so I'll, I'll dive again, a whole nother podcast about spirituality and kind of the religion and what all that meant to me. And again, even just that event on Tuesday, it was, I mean, mind boggling. I'm, I'm still processing, honestly. So um, it was just something beautiful. So then the conference, right, like I was mentioning, you know, yesterday, um, I don't think I'm worthy. And yet I add value to so many people. And so um, even at this, uh, the conference, right, as I don't really feel like I had believed in signs, um, but so many people, one person in particular, had always just believed in me and my dreams. <laughs> and um, she even had this, this letter, and I still have it actually in like my box of uh, memories or special things. And that she wrote a letter to, um, I believe it's both Ellen and Oprah, or one of them, but both, I'm sure she's written multiple <laughs> letters. Um, but actually, I, I think it was Oprah, because Oprah had the big show at the time when I was growing up. Uh, and she had said, you know, like, I believe so much, and my, you know, my granddaughter has, you know, straight A's, and she is so smart, but so talented. Like, she has a gift of singing and sharing it, you know, with the world. And it would be, you know, an absolute honor. Like, you have to have her on your show. Um, and so just the fact that she believed, like, you know, that Oprah would have me on her show. Um, and, you know, just, just reading her words in her handwriting. 
um, <laughs> means so much to me. So to kind of get down to it, right, that, that was my momo, uh, my grandma, and um, I never really believed in signs. And this event, it kind of sparked things. Like I said, I'll get back to it and talk about it, but um, her thing was always she believed like red cardinals were, uh, you know, like some kind of special sign, like a kind of touch from God, you know, some kind of symbol for her. And uh, again, I'll get more into the event thing, but she, um, at the event, like it, she kind of spoke to me through this event uh, in the form of a red cardinal, which was just crazy because I'm in LA, red cardinals aren't a thing there. Um, so it was just absolutely amazing um, for to, to be touched and spoken to that way through, you know, the universe, God, to me all in the same. Um, and then another situation happened at work. Again, there's kind of <laughs> craziness to thinking about it all, um, is my coworker's grandpa passed away. And, um, you know, she, he had been sick and like things kind of, you know, I guess escalated, you know, in the form of a few days. Um, but I didn't really know how to reach out to her. And she's been a friend of mine. Um, we both actually started the same day on the job. And uh, I kind of just let it be. Like, you know, I told her I was sorry when I had heard the news and, um, you know, just when it all kind of started. And then I kind of just pulled back. Um, and it wasn't until actually talking to her yesterday that I realized, you know, like I'm still grieving. Um, you know, that my one regret in life was actually at my mom's funeral. Um, you know, that I, they had the seek or the kind of showing, you know, or the um, beginning portion of the visitation. Um, and uh, I had fought to at least just say like, well, I need to walk by, like I just need to see her. And the reason I say I fought was because I was actually singing at her funeral, um, her favorite song. And um, it was, you know, I guess her favorite song that I sang, I'll put it that way. Um, and so I sang and it was, you know, my pleasure and it was, you know, hard and difficult, but it was something that I felt like, you know, that was my gift to her. Um, but they were like rushing me. And I said they, because it was like my um, aunt's friends, you know, they were a part of the church and we were all kind of went to the same church and they were like, well, we need to get you to the church. You know, like you, you need to be set up, like we need to make sure everything's working. Um, but this was my momo right in front of me. And I said, well, I at least just need to like, walk by like I need to just see her um, but my regret was that I didn't actually fight for what I really wanted you know like I wanted to be with her for a while I just needed to sit there uh, but yet I felt the need I needed to perform you know I needed to be better I needed to, I needed to be over where I was you know like what I was feeling I was just you know kind of I felt not even like childish but like get over it like you know she's dead like that's not gonna change like, you need to perform, you're being asked to do something, you know, step up and do it. And, uh, yeah, so, again, it was just on a whole other level realizing that I'm still grieving and that there's still something in me that I haven't let go of yet. Um, so the even next step of even mindfulness, right, I'm, like I said, giving myself grace here, I'm allowing myself to cry and continuing to record this and uh, being open about it. But, um, like I said, I just I just finished a cry session. I mean, for a whole good I don't know 20 30 minutes. I wasn't even paying attention to the time for the first time in a long time. Uh, but just simply learning to sit with it, right? And and just being. I know we talk about like I guess mindful and the whole self care stuff, but like simply just the the mindfulness of like sitting with where I'm at and acknowledging it. You know, not fighting it, not trying to be better, not being ashamed, but um, even just like okay, this is what I'm feeling. Like if I'm going to cry, like, go ahead, cry, Brian, you know, and I'm just, I'm going to be here. Like I'm going to witness and almost, you know, just sit back into what's happening emotionally, physically, psychologically, like just observe, you know, 
And uh, I don't know, I've, I've done that in times when I'm mad. I've done that in times when, um, you know, even when I'm happy. Um, but I, I don't think I've, I, I probably, this, uh, probably the first time I've ever done it when I was sad, you know, I mean, just overwhelmed with emotion. Um, and uh, totally being vulnerable here. <laughs> but uh, I just sat in front of the mirror and watched tears roll down my face. Um, and what's crazy is I didn't interrupt them. I didn't like wipe them from my face, which is like, you know, the immediate, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm crying. Um, or even just fight back like, you know, oh, I, I, I don't need to, I don't need to be crying right now. Like this is silly. Uh, I didn't try to stop myself. Uh, and I also didn't overreact at the fact that I was crying. Like a lot of times I'm just like, oh my God, Brianne, you're being silly. Like, stop it. Uh, I just sat there and, you know, witnessed and watched myself. Um, what's crazy is I, I, it was very peaceful. Uh, but then I th started thinking, like I was watching tears roll down my face and really just paid attention. Um, I guess, have you ever watched yourself cry? It was, it was really weird. I mean, different, not weird. Um, it was interesting. I'll say that for sure. I hadn't ever really paid attention to how I cried um, or even just like observe. Um, so I wanted to share because I thought this was kind of crazy that my right eye, I had one single tear and it was a literal left of the center of my eyeball. Um, and so I was kind of like, hmm, interesting. Like, I wonder if everyone's tears start right in the middle of your, in the middle of your uh, eye. Um, then it was my left eye. And that one was like perfectly centered. Uh, it went, you know, straight down my face. Um, it was just very peaceful, funny enough. Um, then my right eye again, but this time it was the inner corner of my right eye. Then it switched to my left eye, the outer corner of my left eye. Um, and what's funny is uh, I hadn't ever really noticed that my tears alternated <laughs> from one eye to the other. Um, so I, I couldn't help but laughing like, oh, wow, my body has the same OCD that I do. Of, you know, I always want things to be even, um, which is kind of funny, even just uh, typing notes, right, of like I wanted to kind of outline what I was going to talk about. Um, alternate. I mean, I was trying to say like, what's that word? Um, and I thought initially I thought like, oh, os oscillate. And I'm like, no, oscillate's like a pendulum, you know? And uh, then I was even trying to write <laughs> oscillate, which I can't even say now, but hell, I couldn't even spell it. <laughs> tried to spell it like five times um, just to give myself like notes to say like, oh, I wanted to talk about, you know, alternate. And I, I actually didn't think of the word alternate. I thought of the word oscillate and hell, I couldn't even, couldn't even write it. Uh, so I need to get better at this whole spelling thing, <laughs> especially because I'm such a lover of words. Um, but funny enough, again, like it just that simple, like allowing myself to cry and be in the moment. Um, I can't help but laugh because it's just, I mean, it's so like, I know we use, overuse the word basic, but it's just basic. Like it's a foundational thing. Like, you know, we're humans and we cry and we laugh, but like, how do you laugh? How do you cry? You know, like, have you ever just stopped and witnessed and observed yourself? Um, for me, I know smiling, like I try not to smile too big because I have very chubby cheeks and like my eyes get squinty and my cheeks take up the whole of my face. <laughs> and yet people always compliment my smile. And I'm like, yeah, because my teeth are the only thing you can see. <laughs> but um, so anyway, I just learning to like allow myself to be um, in grief or in emotion and sad. Um, Again, like there, there are pieces of it I've been working on, right? Like I've, I've been very mindful. I've tried to be grateful. Uh, you know, I, I'm working daily at acknowledging where I'm at and, and what's going on internally inside of me, emotionally, um, and just being aware, you know, just, just simply being self-aware. Um, and so this first time of just sitting through this moment of just needing to cry, um, 
kind of led me to, you know, like I just, I need to learn to forgive myself. Um, I'm still so incredibly hard on myself, even though I know I'm not perfect and I know perfection is not something we should strive for, you know, is we should give it our best. And that's, you know, the message I send. And, you know, if you're giving it your best and you leave it all on the field, like that's all you can do. And you, you can walk away knowing that you did, you know, what you could, what you, what you can, you know, where you're at and what you have to give. And that's it, you know. Um, but yet here I am still striving for it. Uh, I know it's very hard to break old habits. Um, it is what it is, right? That's just kind of how we function. Um, but it wasn't until a couple of months ago, actually. Well, not a couple months ago. It was a few months out now or several now. Um, but it was a few months before Fernando actually proposed. Um, you know, we've been together for four uh, years now and some change. Uh, but he said the most beautifully freeing thing to me that really just um, honestly, uh, <laughs> I guess, reassured me enough to um, agree that I was, I was ready to um, be engaged not married yet, but you know, to, to say like, okay, this is something I can sign up for. Cause I was still very hesitant. Um, he probably would have been married or by now if it was up to him. Um, but the first couple of years, like he was like, okay, like, let's do it. Like, I, you know, I'm, I want to do this. I want to be with you. Um, actually in my Instagram post a couple of days ago, I had said, um, that, you know, even by year and a half and, and two by year two, like we were all, like on the verge of ending it. I mean, we already had said, this isn't going to work. Um, you know, I love you enough to respect you to say like, it's just not happening. And so we were essentially kind of roommates for a couple months um, until we, you know, really just dove in that. But again, that's one other story. Uh, but he simply just said, you know, that, um, you know, what you've done up to this point doesn't matter. You know, like we've both made mistakes. We've both treated, uh, you know, each other unfairly, like, you know, like whatever it is, like we've both been broken and I love you for who you are today, you know, so as we continue to grow and continue to move forward, like I know him just even simply saying that like was so freeing because it was very much like, you know, if, if he could forgive me for who I was and he doesn't even care, um, which, you know, I, there are some things that I'm, I'm just very ashamed of. I'm, I'm ashamed of a lot of my past and, you know, granted I wasn't strong enough to say no in times I needed to, or I should have, um, you know, with having the traumatic experience that I've had, like, I just feel like I should have been stronger. I should have said something sooner. I should have done something about it. Um, or even more so, like, I've done things I'm not proud of. You know, I was needy and desperate, and there were so many unhealthy ways for me to try to cover or mask or fill the hole of this pain and sorrow, um, which even to that, like, the word sorrow, I, I can't even... I couldn't even type the word when I was saying like, what do I feel? You know, like getting over this whole, like learning to forgive myself, like sorrow. Um, so I looked it up and I was like, you know, I, I know we've like, again, I've said it in church and we've, I've read it in books, um, you know, pain and sorrow, but like sorrow is a feeling of deep distress caused by loss, disappointment, or other misfortunes suffered by oneself or others. I mean, like we don't even use words like sorrow anymore. I can't even remember the last time when I sat with my feelings to even give them a name, much less anyone that I've spoken to or listened to or um, was there for, hell, maybe in the last several years to just say like, this is how I feel and like, it sucks or this is how I feel and it's amazing. You know, like I remember telling someone like, I'm just so happy, I'm scared. Um, and all those conversations were right before I agreed and told Fernando like, okay, I'm ready for the next step. Um, because it was just something that I, I was just deadly afraid of, like I was so scared. Um, but even something like that, I mean, it's just sorrow. Um, so even on the term of forgiveness, uh, on a whole nother story and, and this, the 
to kind of, I guess, close out the week, um, was on my way to the hotel last night. I mean, this wasn't even 12 hours ago. <laughs> um, is my Lyft driver. Uh, we were going to be in traffic for about 45 minutes to an hour. You know, we're in D.C. and it was just ugh, whatever. But I was like, you know what? It's the end of the week. Like, I had a great day. I've had a stressful week. It's been emotionally draining. Uh, I'm just going to enjoy my ride. And the lady was so sweet and just loving and caring, um, but had a beautiful story. And so she was, you know, asking her own questions like, oh, what do you do? And I was oh, I'm an engineer and, you know, kind of normal stuff. And, oh, my gosh, you're so inspiring. And I even shared, you know, a little bit of my personal struggle. And she was sharing some of hers. And then, you know, we're re was really proud of her two uh, kids, both in graduate school. And, um, you know, we just kind of kept talking. And so we're like sharing our life stories at this point midway through the drive. And, um, you know, I asked her because she's I, she ended up starting talking about Fernando and wedding and weddings in D.C. and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, I told her I'm just really, like, really stressed out. Like, you know, with work, we have a really big event coming up and like, you know, last minute things. And then I told her, you know, a little about this emergency. And I'm just, you know, like I'm just kind of all over the place. And, uh, you know, so I said, like, how are your kids doing, you know, in grad school? And she's like, well, you know, they don't really talk to me. Um, and I was like, oh, wow, I'm so sorry, you know, like, and I was like, oh, it's just kind of kids, you know, like, you know, we get busy, you don't think about it. She's like, no, like, they deliberately don't talk to me. Um, and immediately my kind of heart sunk um, because it's something that I'm very proud of, um, of myself, but something I'm kind of recently coming to terms with um, is that, I, you know, I completely cut out my dad out of my life. It was way too stressful and emotionally draining um, and it was just very back and forth uh, to the point where I was in college and you know nearly bombed all my midterms because of something that was going on with you know him and me and you know therapy and then like I was trying to do something but it, he had to do it his way um, funny enough is in my last podcast I talked about like having to let go of my ego and having to let go of doing things my way um, actually that post I was talking about on Instagram I talked about and um, Fernando and I finally like being engaged um, but I think I, that's probably something I get from him. Um, and so hearing this Lyft driver's story, like my heart just kind of softened. I don't wanna say it stopped, it didn't like drop, but it really just softened um, to hear her side. I had read a book recently and I'll have to find the, the, um, the, the title and I'll put it in the notes, but um, it's about a therapist <clears throat> starting to go to therapy. And she talks about like one of her clients, actually one of the last ones she talks about, you know, was this old lady that was contemplating suicide and she's just saying like I ruined it you know like my husband was abusive and you know like my kids I, like I just left them I couldn't be there for them I was you know emotionally checked out I was mentally and and physically checked out like I was just afraid for my life and I did what I thought was best and took them away and they blamed her for the divorce and then you know as they were growing up again she just wasn't there she was in survival mode and and you know she just again here she is you know getting older and um her kids you know just have want nothing to do with her um and so she was just had this such regret and like i just wish i could say sorry and i just wish you know like they could understand or i could share with them but you know she said i could i didn't even have the opportunity to admit it to myself at this point much less to them or anyone else that i feel like i've hurt because of you know just my actions but that was just you know i wasn't thinking i was just doing and obviously not doing um, and similarly with my Lyft driver, I mean, she almost told me the very same story in her own way of saying, you know, her husband was abusive and, you know, she divorced and tried to take her kids, but, you know, he won custody and then it, both her kids kind of, I guess, took his side and the mom, you know, just feels so like broken and alone and she's struggling and, you know, uh, I told her like my mom was a single mom and 
granted, you know, like she did the best she could. Like, you know, if you're doing the best you can, um, all, I, all I could say or suggest was, you know, just simply asking for forgiveness or even just, you know, apologizing. But, you know, not even asking for forgiveness because they're going to forgive you in their own time when they're ready. But, you know, just simply acknowledging and, and sometimes saying, like, look, I'm broken and I'm hurt. Like, we're all humans. Um, and it's something that, you know, like, not that my dad has ever straight out said it, but, like, I know he's he's gone through his own traumas and, and turmoil and struggle, and I've forgiven him. Uh, I think that's something that, you know, like, I, I said, like, I forgave him a long time ago, um, but it's something that, like, I've reached out recently to try to even just, like, hey, you know, I, I've learned this whole <laughs> not having unrealistic expectations. Like, I know you're in a situation that you're in, but, um, you know, it, does, it doesn't change the fact that you're my dad. And um, I'm learning and I'm growing, but at the time, like, I just, I couldn't have handled it. Like, I wasn't in a place to talk to you. I wasn't in a place, um, you know, I had expectations. I still felt the need of having a daddy, you know. I was still little girl Brienne, and there's, I'm sure she's still in there. But again, just hearing this Lyft driver's story really just softened my heart. And, um, you know, I, I felt very, a very deep empathy for her. I could understand. I get it. Um, and so again, once I heard that story again, I'm just like almost in tears, uh, you know, by the time we get home and just trying to talk her and, and, you know, be there for her and, um, you know, just human to human. She took a right, a wrong turn and, you know, we, <laughs> we were off path for like five or 10 minutes and she was just so like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And I was like, look, like we're humans. We make mistakes. Like it is what it is. Like you're driving me home. Like <laughs> if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have transportation in the middle of the night. Um, so it's those type of things where just simply... Um, being there for each other, being there for a stranger, um, acknowledging that so many of us have such similar stories, um, even if they are different, different players or different um, events, um, you know, is at the end of the day, like we're still emotional, complex, beautiful creatures, you know, just trying to figure it out. Um, to which wonderfully enough, right, I, come, I came to my hotel, I checked in, I'm just exhausted. Um, and then it comes my, um, you know, knight in shining armor, if you will. Um, not that he ever has to be, but, you know, just simply seeing Fernando, um, getting all teary, just thinking about it, but, um, he is my safe space and I'm so incredibly grateful for him, but, um, I still feel, I mean, like I can't rest until he's next to me. Like my soul just feels so much more relief and safety with him, through him, seeing him. Um, you know, there are just times where even like now <laughs> I'm in tears where I just hug him and cry, you know, like I just, I just feel safe and seen and understood and no matter what, like loved and accepted. And I share all of this because I feel like everyone needs and wants if, if they don't know that they want that. Uh, but you know, to just be safe, um, to like be quirky, to be weird, to do our own thing. Um, and so even that, again, as I pour out my heart and soul and again, writing these notes or even just saying like, these are the things I want to talk about, these things I, I know I, I need to say out loud, even for myself, or maybe if anyone else is listening and at to this point and needs to hear it for themselves, you know, is I do feel safe. You know, I'm starting to realize that myself, who I am, um, what I've been through, you know, what I'm continuing to grow into be is art, right? Like this is the beauty of the world, the universe, you know, my God, um, for the atoms to, to collect, you know, for the simple um, anatomy that I have for my emotions and my psychology and my thoughts and, you know, the way that I move about the word, 
the world, you know, even just, again, through my own simple words, my actions, like I have the ability um, to speak and to do and to, to feel and to be, um, it's just absolutely beautiful. And so I know my truth and, and I'm not, again, 100% of what my purpose and what my goal is or the type of impact or, you know, lives that I'm changing, but I definitely feel grounded. I know that that's the path. I want to be of service. I'm, a, you know, a person um, that needs to feel like I'm adding value. Um, but overall, again, just kind of going through this whole, you know, starting from the top, existential crisis, right? This whole purpose of self-discovery. And it's something I feel like, again, we don't give ourselves enough grace with um, to simply be. So like I said, I just kind of had this whole cry session and was just there, um, and then I thought, you know, like this is something I need to share. Um, we talk about kind of, you know, um, the needs of loving our bodies and body positivity um, and, you know, whatever else, you know, the, the self-care of like taking care of yourself and being nice to yourself and taking yourself on a date and all those kind of things. But from the other side, too, is like if you just need to cry or you just feel bad and negative like that that's a part of it too and I feel like so many of us are trying to run from our emotions we're trying to avoid them we don't want to deal with it um, and it's just temporary right like I cried my eyes out my eyes are all red and puffy uh, but I'm gonna get dressed and I'm gonna go eat lunch and I'm gonna go adventure and be on with my life you know it's a, it's a beautiful cycle we don't have to be in this pit but I feel like the more that we mask it or try to um, hide it that it's still there and it's not dealt with and it's not um, toiled through. We don't do the work. We don't get our hands dirty in it um, enough to just like let it be, right? Like I've had my cry session. I got it out of my system. I can move forward now. You know, that that energy was transformed and now I can like move forward onto the next thing. Um, so I hope this was helpful. Um, if you're still with me, like I said, I, this was something that I just kind of felt moved to talk about. Again, my whole week was just kind of... Um, like I said, I'm, I'm just still processing. Um, I definitely want to get to record another podcast, especially, or the whole episode, particularly about that, that whole event, because it was just such a beautiful experience um, for me where I'm at. And again, what was just kind of going on and all the things. Um, but I hope this was helpful. Like I said, it, this is just me simply even just sharing my own thoughts, my experiences. Um, a lot of times even just saying it all out loud is therapy for me. Um, and so I hope like, this was helpful. I hope if you have any questions, you'll hit me up on Instagram or here in the podcast notes. Uh, feel free to let me know. Maybe if there are any other books that spoke to you or books you would suggest that I read. Um, like I said, just the, the two for me particularly were the 12 Rules of Life um, by Peterson. And then again, I'll, I'll have to link the other one. But um, it's like I think maybe you should talk to someone or something like that. But I'll, I'll have to find it. It was just an amazing book about a therapist going to therapy. And um, again, just really helped me um, sort through my own kind of existential crisis. Um, so I hope you all have a wonderful day and a wonderful rest of the week. Um, know that I'm here for you with so much love and understanding, um, even if it's just you feel like you need to talk to someone. Like I said, I, I'm, I'm wholeheartedly here just to listen and be and, and um, encourage and love you. I, that's just what I feel like my purpose in life is. Um, so anyway, with that, I'm going to go ahead and sign off, head off to lunch, and um, really just enjoy this beautiful, wonderful experience of life. And um, yeah, very, very grateful for any and all who tune in and uh, join me on the next episode of the People Engineer Podcast. I'll catch y'all later. One away.